Welcome back, everybody. This is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today, we got another gun gripe episode for you, and we're going to be talking about why in the heck should anybody care about what's going on in Canada? Why, why would Canadian gun laws matter to us? Well, the answer is it matters a heck of a lot, and we're going to dive into it. And I've made multiple social media posts where I show undying support for our Canadian brothers and sisters up in the in the cold north up there, okay, freezing their butts off. I mean, uh, now us uneducated rednecks here in the south, we assume that all you guys are like hanging out with Eskimos and stuff. Now, I know that that's not always the case. You guys do have a summer up there. We'll, we'll dive into that a little bit. Uh, I would definitely like to take a moment to thank the kind folks at SDI for supporting gun gripes. Uh, they have some great gunsmithing programs. Get that GI Bill working for you. Uh, definitely, if you're you know approaching a career in firearms technology, great group of people to look into, and we appreciate them supporting gripes. Okay, so let's dive into this a little bit. We know that the segue of this video is that, and what we're segueing into, is that we have are sitting on essentially an assault weapons ban uh, in Canada. All right. Well, why does that matter to Americans? Why, why should anybody give two craps what happens in another country? Well, the answer is we should care because the global stage is getting a lot smaller. Okay, Not only should we care about it from a human rights violation standpoint, because I believe that all human beings have the right to self-preservation and should be able to protect themselves with any tools they deem necessary, especially if those tools are in use by the government, to provide security, then they should have the, the rights and uses of those tools as well. So it's a human rights violation, and it's a, it's a violation that goes against all things decent, right? Decent people should want other people to be able to protect themselves with the same things that they feel comfortable protecting themso themselves with. So the issue is, is that if you make that the norm, if someone can just swipe a pen like this guy did and ban these guns through essentially what is a, a government fiat, or let's just say an executive fiat, versus actually going through some, uh, you know, uh, legislative process like we would here in the United States, it sets forth a very dangerous set of circumstances where people all around the world in government might say, oh, well, Canada just dealt with it, so we'll just swipe a pin too, and, and we'll just see what happens, and just throw some spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. Pretty much, I mean... These things, these these calls for action always come after some sort of mass shooting event. And um, the event that caused Justin Trudeau's action on semi-automatic firearms in Canada was um, the criminal acquisition of firearms that were illegal in Canada, to my knowledge, and also the impersonating of a police officer, or impersonation of a police officer, throughout the course of this crime spree, okay, and these murders. And the firearms in question were not even, like, legit. So, <laughs> so I mean, we, we saw this a while back with, uh, you know, Canada's failed uh, long gun registry. I mean, it was, it was put into place, and there was cost estimates done and such, and they blew way past that. And they finally realized, hey, criminals don't register guns. This did nothing to do or to reduce crime in Canada. So they just basically made the whole thing null and void several years back. It was a waste of taxpayer dollars, okay, up in Canada. A waste of money, an abysmal waste of money. And with so with this whole 
ban, okay, it's a ban on pretty much semi-automatic firearms in general, okay, anything that can accept a large capacity magazine. And apparently Black Rifle Coffee by name is also banned in Canada as well. So that's kind of <laughs> is that real news? It is. Oh my so, gosh. All right, so Black Rifle Coffee <laughs> Company has their own AR-15 model, okay. which was specifically listed in the oh, Canadian okay. gun like the, the No, no, but now they're saying by proxy that they're actually going to not allow the coffee to be sold either. What? Uh, <laughs> let me know if y'all have heard that. That's what funny. the heck? Yeah. So you uh, can't, uh, apparently you can't drink coffee with an AR-15 on the cup either. So. I mean, it's like you know wearing a shirt with a gun on to school, you know, whatever. But anyways, so this is a blanket ban, okay? And this was put put forth by executive order from the prime minister. And there are pieces of legislation that are working through parliament now. Now, forgive me, I am not up to speed on the parliamentary process of Canada, okay, and how their laws become laws and everything like this, okay? It's hard enough knowing what goes on here in the United States, all right? But anyways, there are some laws that are on on the the chopping block right now uh, in order to deal with, like, buybacks, okay, and things like that. And there's a two-year amnesty period, okay, that ends in in 2022 sometime where you are, if you're a Canadian gun owner and you don't turn your stuff in by that date or export it or whatever the case is, okay, then you're going to be in trouble. That's the no-no date, all right? So why is this important, like Eric asked, okay? Because there is no Second Amendment in Canada's constitution or whatever you will okay many countries have a similar thing to like a bill of rights okay but we are the only country in the entire world that i'm aware of that has a legitimate second amendment guaranteeing the protection of firearms ownership by the people okay it guarantees an armed populace okay shall not be infringed it can be regulated okay they determined before the gca in 1968 all right and we're still fighting regulations to this day but it, it it goes to show just how important that that constitutional protection is because we could have had a blanket ban on firearms back way back when. I mean, in 1934, okay, when the NFA was instituted, the government could have just said, oh, well, we're just going to ban out all guns, okay? So when you see what happened like in New Zealand, all right, mass shooting. All right. They go after semi-automatic rifles. They go after uh, assault rifles. Okay, So what's happening in Canada right now is what could be happening in America if we did not have the protections in place that our forefathers thought enough of to put into place way back when this country was formed. Okay, And there are numerous articles that I saw from the mainstream media, Okay, the leftist media, Let's say, oh, Canada's gun ban doesn't go far enough. We need something like this in the States. Why can't we just get a ban like this and reduce crime? People are getting killed every day, yakety yak. Okay, it's just, it's asinine to think that way. So, Justin Trudeau is throwing more spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks when the previous spaghetti has already run down. Okay, because this doesn't work. It's not going to do anything to curtail crime. The next mass shooting that comes up 10 years down the line or whatever the case is that makes national headlines in Canada is probably going to be with an illegally acquired firearm again. So what's the ultimate goal? Ban everything, right? Just confiscate firearms from the entire populace and then that'll stop crime, correct? No, 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 no. 
I hate to speak out of turn, and, and I don't want to give no, the wrong information, uh, but there was actually a country just recently that had, um, you know, essentially what would be the equivalent of our Second Amendment added to their constitution. I want to say the Czech Republic. I could be wrong. Well. I hope I'm not wrong, but I, I, I saw recently, and we're talking like within the last year or two, that one of the European countries I saw adopted essentially what is like reaffirming that their citizens have the right to bear arms and, and a very similar thing to the Second Amendment added to their country's constitution. That's very cool. Yes. So there is light at the end of the tunnel. There are forward-thinking people that understand that that human rights are gun rights. I mean, self-preservation is a very essential human right. What is it to have uh, property, things, livelihood, uh, money, belongings, a family, uh, happiness, whatever. What is all of those things if you can't protect them? Mm -hmm. Protection of yourself is super, super, super important. And we should really be pushing, especially, I mean, our Canadian friends up north of the border. I mean, I always have looked at Canada. I mean, yeah, Canada is their own country, of course, but I've always looked at Canada. It's like they're like our next door neighbors, right? I mean, we're all on the same piece of landmass, okay? I mean, let's face it, we're all here, right? I mean, yeah, there's a border, but you know dang well if someone attacked Canada, all right, that our jolly butts would be riding up there in trucks with machine guns to go fight whoever was trying to hurt them because no one's going to hurt Canada while, while on our watch, Okay? I mean, we're all on the same piece of dirt together, right? So, I, I have always had a very patriotic view, even about Canada, mm. you know, uh, because I served with the Canadians in training uh, down at Blanding. Uh, I've worked with them. I mean, and they're they're great people. You know, they, they always had such a great pride in their country, and you could tell that they really love their country, and that... That universal appeal to patriotism, it doesn't have borders. Patriotism doesn't have borders. Loving your country doesn't have a border. You know, you can see that amongst all these other militaries we train with. We, we see that, that everyone loves their country. And you want to protect your people and you want to protect your families and each other and protect yourself. And man, being up in Canada, you got to deal with those like big old dangerous grizzly bears and, and stuff. And, and you got to deal with chupacabras <laughs> out there and all kind of other dangerous things. No, and those you, are south of you, the border. You, I thought. No, they they came they came north. And, and you got to deal with freaking Bigfoot. And you got to deal with with Slenderman and all of these random critters running around up there. And there ain't no telling what's out there. There's probably animals we haven't even discovered yet, and they want to take guns away from Canadians. I don't want those freaking bears coming down here. I want y'all to keep them things in check. Y'all y'all need to keep those bears up there with y'all, all right? Don't let those bears cross the border, all right? We have the right to bear arms. You got the right to bear bear arms. Okay, you need to, I don't know, whatever y'all do, you need to do it, okay? So, dad jokes. The dad jokes. But the serious side of this is that uh, Canadians are fighting back. Mm -hmm. I've seen multiple posts where there's lots of folks within the government that don't agree uh, with Trudeau's decision, and let's just hope that, you know, um, common sense will prevail and goodness will prevail, and hopefully this thing will get pushed back uh, into a dark corner and forgotten about. Uh, the mm -hmm. Canadian Long Gun Registry, of course, was a fiasco that mm -hmm. ended horribly wrong, and uh, which is good. I'm, I'm glad that the Long Gun Registry was, you know, not a thing anymore. 
Um, you know what's funny? The, yeah. What's funny is that the Canadian market. We've talked about it in previous videos, but the Canadian gun market is is very interesting because Canadians have like a non-restricted category, a restricted category, and then prohibited. Okay, that's like the machine guns stuff like that, like we have on the NFA and 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 whatnot. But you know, like restricted, they have all sorts of guns that we can't get here. You know, and like SVT or what is it? Uh, they well, can, they, they can, can get, import, they can import uh, Norinco. Oh yeah, yeah, Norinco. So they still. Can, they can still get brand new Norinco 1911s, yeah, for cheap M14s. I mean, all kind of but stuff. But then, like, that. like some of the surplus up there is a lot cheaper than the markets down here. So it's a very interesting market in Canada. They can bring in new SKSs. Yep, but. It's a shame to see it going this way and the people of Canada having to stand up and rally together, you know, to fight this draconian legislation that's put in place by one man. I mean, the prime minister is not a dictator, okay? You don't have absolute control over your entire populace. And I hope that the people of Canada will remind him of that and remind the government as a whole of that. But, yep. man, it, it's just a scary thought to think that this is the this is the road that people in this country would like to see us go down. They would like to see the trampling of rights done with the stroke of a pen. Yep. I mean, it's a very scary prospect. And we should care about Canadians and what they're going with in their gun laws because there are a lot of anti-gunners here in the States that totally view other countries' gun laws as a litmus test to what they'd like to see done here. I can't tell you how many times I've seen uh, anti-gunners here like Rebecca Peterson mm -hmm. and other people talk about how they want uh, Australian-style bans to come mm -hmm. to the United States. So let's say we allow this crap to stand and, and not mm -hmm. you know, pit ourselves against what's going on in Canada. And then, all right, that's the law of the land. Things happen. And then all of a sudden, people here start going, oh, well, maybe we should come up with some. You know, we got all this COVID stuff going on. Oh, let's cook us up a gun bill, too. Well, we're we're, we're infringing. Let's do it. You know, let's just go all out. <laughs> I'm and, in an infringing mood this morning. Yeah, I'm in Molly. an infringing mood. So that's the, the issue. You know, we have to show solidarity with all gun owners in the entire world because gun ownership is a human right. Okay? Our founding fathers determined when they drafted the founding documents of this country, they knew that firearms ownership was a fundamental right that humans had from birth, mm -hmm. that you needed to be able to protect yourself against a tyrannical government, against anyone who would take your freedoms away, oppress you, invade you. They saw the big picture. Mm -hmm. We need the rest of the world to see the big picture, yeah. is that all people are born with those rights Everywhere, even if your country doesn't have a constitutional uh, amendment or, or, or clause that mentions and acknowledges those rights, it doesn't mean that you're not born with it. Okay, and we have to fight for every country to have the ability to protect themselves uh, at all costs. That's super important, and I think that's the only way our our world is ever going to truly be 110 percent peaceful. Is where everybody has the ability to stand toe to toe with these oppressive governments, regimes, and oppressive tribes within even communities, whatever the case may be, you know, just to be able to protect your life and liberty is super important, and we should strive for that for everybody. Yep. There are many people all around the world in power that would love nothing more to see every firearm in private hands run through the, sh uh, the shredder, you know, the chipper. Mm -hmm. um, but the only ones that aren't going to go through the chipper are the ones that are owned by the government. 
and the ones that are owned by criminals. Okay, and then it leaves us just hanging high and dry in the middle. Yep. I mean, but they, they want you to be dependent on them for safety. Absolutely. So, so they can control you even more. But that's what it's, it's all about. The stuff that's going on right now in the world is is a very scary look into what the future could become. Okay, if the people just remain sedentary, you know, just the government overreach and the the control of of movement and things like that that are going on. Some of the uh, pre Nazi Germany or pre World War Two Nazi Germany um, similarities, you know, and sentiments that that you're seeing now, like with essential travel papers and stuff like that. I mean, all you have to do is look to history to see what's going on right now is wrong, you know, and What's going on in Canada is totally wrong. What what sentiment that anti-gun politicians all over the world have is wrong. It is they are not with the people. They serve the people. The people do not want that. And <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much more cut and dry it needs to be. I know. But, you know, it's just common sense. Well, I know this. My grandma's people, my dad's side of the family from were from Bangor, Maine, and I remember when I was a kid. My grandma calling up her sister and her like holding the phone out the door and letting me hear the <laughs> like the wind outside and she's like oh there's three feet four feet of snow and now it's <laughs> everything blowing and I just remember thinking wow you know never being exposed to that as a kid and even just hearing it over the phone and just knowing that you know my my, my grandmother spoke fluent French and her family she came from French fur trapper. Uh, descendants up in Bangor, Maine. So I got a little bit of that in, in, in me somewhere, right? But I remember uh, my grandmother uh, making me order food in French and then tell me that I was done and have to, you know, it's just she was very proper, a very proper woman in that regard, you know, very, very French, very, very, uh, very proper, okay, in that sense. But uh, I, I've always had, I guess, a little bit of that in the back of my mind. I, I've always considered Canadians. And that the the French fur trapper, you know, that whole area is kind of like one little little microcosm, little family, so to speak. Just like when you go down to New Orleans, the French mm-hmm. connection in New Orleans, right? Uh, same type of thing. It's almost like a little microcosm, like a little family that, yeah, I mean, they're they're United States mm-hmm. citizens, but they're almost their own little little kind of world right there. It, you you have these little areas you travel to that puts you into a different mindset. And uh, it's just cool that my grandmother was a part of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's important that we show solidarity for our Canadians uh, up there, our brothers mm-hmm. and sisters. And, and look, we care deeply about what goes on in Canada. And we care about your safety and your ability to protect yourself. And personally, I, I, I don't want to see polar bears come down here. So please shoot them before they come over the border. We, we don't want them down here. So if y'all could do that, that'd be great. Uh, thanks for watching. We really appreciate all of our Patreon supporters. You guys are amazing. Those of you who purchased t-shirts over on Ballistic Inc., thank you so very much. Uh, go over and pick yourself up a man can on our website. we got some great boxes for sale. Check them out. Uh, let me know what you think. And if you want to pick one up, that greatly supports the channel. Have a good day. Uh, we'll see you guys on the flip side. And stay strong, Canada. You guys are going to pull through this. See you guys.